A hundred years ago, the dark wizard Hollowell raised an army and tried to conquer the world. He was stopped by an unlikely hero, Sheriff Asip Stormwood. As Hollowell died, he prophesied that he would be reborn twice more and rise again. Stormwood looked him in the eye and said if Hollowell did, his descendants would strike him down. Sheriff Asip Stormwood went on to form Stormwood and Associates to make sure they'd be ready for Hollowell's returns. A private detective, security, and federally licensed magic users agency. Twenty-five years ago, Hollowell returned for the first time, and a Stormwood made good on Asip's promise. But the third coming of Hollowell may not be so far in the future. But the young Raz Stormwood just might know it's coming, and she plans to be ready. Previously on Stormwood and Associates. Okay, I'm going to give it to you straight. This whole thing's a complicated mess. The team was hired by a church to install some security because a bunch of magical artifacts were there. Well, guess what? We didn't do a great job. Uh, one of those magical artifacts got stolen. A ring, which can, in theory, resurrect people. It was uh, evil wizard's ring. Whole history of this church. It's confusing. Anyways, there's also a bunch of impossible stuff in this church, including a whole freaking city of little people. From the Fey Realm, uh, Mind Flayers walking around, and as a member of the clergy, it's a uh, it's a whole weird ass thing. I'm 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 just not even joking. Anyways, right now, a nun was killed and resurrected, and uh, our heroes are trying to figure out what the heck happened. And so they've narrowed down a list of possible suspects of who could have used the magic required to, you know, utilize this item. And, uh, well, they got a list. It's time to go through that list. All right, guys. I'll help <laughs> you with this list, says Marisol. Um, let's go upstairs. I'll go help you guys get them. They're probably in the dorms cleaning up. And honestly, I want to go there, too. Let's go. So, Bill, Raz, and Marisol exit, along with Father Pine. Were you guys just really playing the Switch this entire time? Yeah. You're still at work. You, you do know I pay you. I'm at work? I couldn't be involved with the conversation that much. I was letting the boss do it. You think a conversation is like a four-person job? <sighs> All right. Technically, we were hired to install a security system. Yeah, this is pro bono work. Yeah, I was going to say, anything beyond that is technically our own, like, is voluntary and outside the realm of our contract. If you want, like, I'm, I am more than happy to help out. And you notice I was not goofing around when we were doing the actual install. But I've got, I'm still finding dead nun vomit here. No, I'm not. I cleaned that up. Anyways, I'm still finding it all, like, look at Look at poor Babbitt here. Wipe off Babbitt. <laughs> it's pretty gross. Let's go to the showers. She just walks past you guys. Just follow me. I'm clean. Um, uh, point of order. Uh, I, I tried to uh, get into a closet to get to maybe check out some towels. And I had, I was required to sign a form, which I did not do. 
So, <laughs> what's up with that? She looks at you like, that's my auditing. I'm the one that purchases everything. So I have to keep track of how much we don't have. That's it. This guy's are really obsessed with signing things, and it makes me very uncomfortable. It's real weird. They're, and I do paperwork for part of my job. I'm telling you, old magic. If there's a problem, they can solve it. If you need to find someone, they can do it. Stormwood and Associates is a detective, security, and federally licensed magic users agency. If you need help, they'll be there. But don't get in their way. Or else, you'll get caught in the eye of the storm. We gotta figure out where this stupid ring went. Um, there's a beeping that goes off at Father Pine's hip, and he checks the beeping noise, and it's his beeper. And he's like, "Huh?" Says nine one one from huh. Father Odell. All right, let's go find Father Odell. Where is he? He'd probably be in the showers. So you guys go upstairs through the library. And you head towards oh the second floor. Okay. On our way. As you guys track across this very dark evening little, sorry, hallway, it's a little dimmer than usual because the lights are out. Um, kind of, you hear this distant um, yelling from the staircase. So you all just hustle a little faster. Um, I've got my gun out. As you get upstairs, um, a couple of the monks and nuns are on the floor. Um, this time, there is blood. Quite a bit of it. Oh, God. Um, and one body, body that doesn't have blood on it on the floor with the same symbol in its chest as Sister Catherine. Anybody got an axe? Why would I just have an axe on me? I didn't ask. Well, I assume you didn't, but, like, you know, if we just chopped it up before it got up and started attacking us, it would just go faster, right? Your evil dead log logic checks out. Is there, like, a fire axe anywhere around here? There is no accident. The gardener might have one. That's Cheers. true. Cheers would. would work. Shovel? Work hard enough. N None of that in. is in the dorms. You know, most people have, like, fire act. This is like, gotta be a fire hazard, right? I mean, like... They have fire extinguishers. Yeah, but, like, you know, you go to... There is no axe. 
You guys have very, you are not up to code. That is all I'm saying. Religious exemptions ruin all of this. All right. A few of the pa uh, nuns and monks are very panicked now. Like, quite a bit of them. There are at least 30 people just panicked and upset and clutching their friends who are injured. Um, only one looks dead. You know, Raz, I'm thinking we need to start like carrying like Barrel Mackay has it right. He got us. He's got a sword on him at all times. Right. God, we are dumb. Did you just compare our intelligence negatively to Barrow's? I don't know. He's manages to walk into like busy places with a sword strapped to his back and no one says anything. I think he's got it figured out. He got that confidence. Yeah. All right, so we got a bunch of dead bodies here with blood, and then one. No, with no, the one dead body with the symbol. Many injured people. Yes. All right. Um, does anybody look like they're in dire health, like they're about to die or anything? No, okay. they are cut deeply. They are bleeding, but okay. they don't look like they're going to die. Nothing critical. Right. No. So, so I was checking because you know, poor fodder characters. Um. All right. Who's the dead one? Is it someone important? Um, the dead one is not someone important. Can we just lock this thing in a closet? I got a lighter. Should we just burn it? Well, inside we are, the door. We are inside a wooden structure, yeah. like wooden stone. But there's plenty stone. of wood here. There's stone, but there's wood, and there's carpet, oh. and there's. Furniture. Okay, so also the police are coming, and that's evidence. So is there a closet that we could lock this thing in? Like, where are the towels kept? That like we could like lock it in there. Um, a key. Make you sign a As form. you guys are, you know, discussing this, you, Bill. Oh wait, actually, everyone, roll me a d10. Oh man. Four. Six. Eight. One. Who got one? That and was Raz. That Raz? was Raz okay. got a one. Everyone but Raz. <laughs> Just um, for a split second in all the chaos, everyone but Raz sees the blood just sort of moving in a direction to there behind them, like towards the stairwell. You just see the blood flowing backwards. Follow that blood. Hey, you guys, lock the corpse Gross in like a closet falling. or something. What the hell? Injured people, lock the corpse in a closet so it doesn't start killing people. Follow that blood. As you um follow the blood, you uh, try not to step in it, by the way. Um, it's going down the stairs, and it goes all the way towards the end of the hallway. It makes a right and then it goes through and underneath the, um, sorry, it makes a left and it goes through the altar and it goes by the giant statue of their patron, St. Vara, and covers it. So what was a pretty white marble statue is now a bleeding statue. Oh, I'm getting some real exorcist vibes right now. I don't know. It's just 
It's just stupid blood magic. You do that for Halloween decorations. What is stupid about blood magic? It's oh easy. I mean, it's not harder than any other kind of magic. It's just a specific type. It's just so cliche. Like, it's really, really, like, 1970s. You know what I mean? I... How are you jaded about magic? How did you become a magic user if you're so blasé about it? Well, I'm an elf, so it's easy. You know? Like, my whole race is easily does magic. And secondly, I've spent my life raised in a magic user's, licensed magic user's agency. I have spent, I spent time... my life with my mom! And she's the most terrifying mage I've ever met! Yeah, your mom's pretty legendary. I get it, but like, you know, she's not the only one at that level, and we got people at that level working out of the New York office. I, I just I do this out of my passion for my work. I don't. I do not understand how you can just be so blasé about it. Because it's normal. Fine. I mean, just look at that. There's a stat bleeding statue. Like, like that is like every night. Like. Every documentary about mages in the 70s has got someone making a statue bleed. I mean, like... Fine, fine. All right. Well, let's just... Let's just get this sorted. I need all of you to roll a d10. 10. Nine. Eight. Six. Damn it. <gasps> Wow, this is really funny. Wait, dude, Trey? <laughs> Not Trey. I'm sorry. Kel and Bill, mid-argument. Here, a boom <laughs> come from outside the doors behind the altar. Bab and Red don't really hear anything. <laughs> So, mid-argument, you guys hear this boom. You hear that? Yeah. Let's go. Nope. Got my gun out. On it. What's going on? Collapsing wand out. Noise. Something behind it's the altar. Coming from outside, and it's the graveyard. Oh, boy. You see. Funny enough. Ten. Dead corpses rising out of their graves just uh just booming through that and you see glowing red eyes and glowing green eyes staring back at you I really hope as they come out from the dirt <laughs> oh they are yeah Ooh. okay i'm assuming we're rolling initiative I gotta <sighs> roll to see how many there were and then there was 10 and I was like oh no I should have already done this I got warned I have to roll initiative for 10 things my initiative is 10 <laughs> well good <laughs> so 
the first one rolled a two. <laughs> Using default fodder stats, that means it's got mm -hmm. five. Yep. I'm glad you know this better than I do. I gotta pull up the default. Because I have it. Suddenly I'm, I'm Well, it's on the, uh, the GM What's tool. The... The, oh. the GM screen tool, like, webpage. It's got the fodder guy at the, the right. Oh, yeah, I copied it and pasted it into my little, like, horde and enemy list stuff. That's all. I'm I suddenly drawing a blank for what my modifiers are for uh, initiative. Or if I do have modifiers. 1d10 plus your sweetness. Okay. Then I... Okay, 14. I got 14 as well. Me too. You guys have to roll the tiebreak? Whichever one has the higher sweetness gets to go first, oh. and if that's the same, then we roll the tiebreak. Okay. Four. Four. Dang it. Oh my god. <laughs> Wait, do we all have four sweetness? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so roll d10s. Nine. Nine. Again! Ah, <laughs> uh, also, got it. Yeah. Four. Alright, this time I got nine total. Ten. I'm trying to write all these down as well. <laughs> I was like, how does this go again? Guys, stop doing this. Well, thing. so, like, you still get, you guys still get your 14 yeah. as initiative. It's just the roll off is just to, uh, like, yeah. see whoever rolls higher will go first on initiative round 14. Yeah. So, I wish I was better at this. Trey, please help me. Well, you just, uh, like, that's why, like, you just write down the list. Yeah. I'm try I, I kind of like got so many numbers thrown at me. I was like, I didn't keep track of that very well. All right, so I, so I had fun. a ten. Yeah. Um, Babbitt and Raz both had fourteen. Babbitt, Raz, and Bill had fourteen. Yeah, all, had all three 14. of them had fourteen. So they had to do it again. Right, right. So Babbitt, Raz, and Bill all had fourteen. So I think I rolled. Uh, the second time I rolled, I also got fourteen. No, and no, then... no, no. That was just a no. raw d10 roll. Oh, okay. Just to see who on initiative round 14 was going to go first. The yeah. second time I rolled, I got raw 10 then. And we both got 9. Okay, so then Bill goes first out of 3, and then on that second roll where you where you and Babbitt rolled off, who got higher? I did. So it's going to go... I got a 10. So Bill, Raz, Babbitt, that's the order for initiative 14. Wow. <laughs> Thank you. Like I said, that was a lot. I was like, Kel got a 10. What's up with him? And that's yeah. all I recall. I only rolled a 6. <laughs> and so now you've just got to figure out where these 10 other things go. That'll be easy enough. All right. Initiative roll. So, I didn't no. tell you to pre roll these initiatives. You did, and I remembered last time. And then 
I didn't do it this week. I did it last week. And I was like, oh, I, I lucked out. I didn't have to do anything. <laughs> Too intensive. And then, look at me. Off my game. All right. Bill, tell me your number again. Bill's the top what? at 14. 14. Yeah. That's what I needed. Raz yeah. is next with... Yeah, we're all 14. You're yeah. all 14. Yeah, yeah. Bill, Raz, and Bill are all initiative Bill, 14. Bill, Yeah. That's what it means. Okay, now I make sense of it. All right, that's better. All right, I got this. No one beat a 14 for the fodder. So y'all go, y'all, Bill, Raz, and Babbitt all go first. So Bill first, then Raz, then Babbitt. What... Do you wish to do as you see this oncoming horde of uh, damage stacks? Yep. Alrighty. Uh, then I'm going to look for a group where they are concentrated, and I am going to fire off my trusty psychic flamethrower. So if the your guns or your range plus level plus one d10 if these are all fodder. Yep. Alright. So we're back to uh back to level one right yeah, now. Yeah, we're level course. one right now. Two plus Okay, so yep. So level one, uh, range one, and D ten. Ten. You rolled a ten? So, yes. You just did so it's twelve damage? That means you just took out four of these things. Yep. Opening salvo time, but guys. There's six um, fodder left, but before that, with that psychic flamethrower, Bill, you um, pointed to a small cluster of them, and these are some old bodies. I mean, they're wearing clothes from like 1970s. These are these are definitely dead members of the church and mem like dead priests and monks, and you just you just incinerate them and they kind of burst in this uh terrifying howl like ah and then fall to the floor as ash gross but acceptable i like being alive more than i like being nice to dead people <laughs> you can quote me on that Alright, Rad, you're up. How are they, um... Mm -hmm. Excuse me while I think of something cool. <laughs> I think I'm going to draw my gun. And um, try to um, use a sweet move to ricochet the bullet off of like as many tombstones as I can to hit as many zombies as I can. Oh, <laughs> there aren't that. that many tombstones. <laughs> There's like one little spire, but there are mostly like little plaques, and tombstones are really. Like, if, if you're thinking what I'm thinking of, they only come hip height. 
not well, head height. just trying to bounce the bullets off of it, so she could. Yeah. 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 So it's we need to vote if that works. Sure. I'm in favor. I'm in favor. So GM, did it work? It worked. Okay. Hmm. How do I describe this? Um. How many would you kill in that sweet move? Do I get well, to? Well, she has to roll the damage then. If we voted yeah, that okay. it depends on right. how much damage I roll. So All that's right. gonna be uh, again. That's your uh, guns plus level plus one d10. So these are all fodder. Plus one for main character. Remember, we haven't been using the plus one on the sweet move damage. Right. Okay. Never mind. That'd be eight. That kills two and injures a third. Yep. One. So. So we're down to four zombies. Three zombies, actually. Wait, so there, were, there were ten. There were ten. I took out four. Took out four. Then and, Raz, oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, Raz only... One. Raz yeah. took out two and injured a third, yeah. so the third one is still alive. Yep. Out of that All right, group. four zombies. Yeah. Just one that's barely hanging on to its new life. Um, with that uh, sweet move, Raz, that was incredible. You shot two of them, killing them through the head. They just crumbled to the ground, their bodies uh, lying prone. And one of them gets the, you know, the last momentum of the bullet and it just, ugh, its head just like gets stuck backwards and it's like slowly walking towards you. Uh, the remaining three, let's see. And then it'll be Babbitt's turn yep. and there's only four left, so. All right, I spot one wearing a tie. I uh, <laughs> I take a big running jump and uh, grab him by the grab his tie and swing around his neck, gain, uh, using a uh, a slingshot move to to uh, gain leverage on this much larger person, and then manage to flip his body into uh, a group of other. Zombies. And this is a sweet move? It's a sweet move, yeah. Mm. yeah. I love it. I like it. I'm just wondering, how much yes. do you weigh? Well, I, that was why I said I got, I used a, um, a slingshot move to gain leverage. Well, his neck is pretty decomposed. Oh, are you voting no? Well, no, I'm just uh, making you, sure that he can you, do it. Okay, so you can vote. You no, can vote no, and he still I've has never a chance. Heard no. So oh, yeah, he can. You that's can... just because we don't do yeah. it because everything we do is really cool. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> so so this is how the system works. If anyone votes no, including the GM, he can still try to make it happen. He just has to roll for it. Oh, <gasps> it's never occurred. I wanna. I, no offense. <laughs> okay. I believe you. I, I trust you. This is the coolest thing I've ever heard. I don't trust the zombie's neck. That's all okay. I'm saying. All right. So let's 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 duke so, it right. out. So so the test here is that so um, Ka, uh, Babbitt will have to roll a one d ten, and okay. he has to roll lower than his level plus one. So a level one character, he's got to roll a five or lower for it to work. Okay. All that dice. Two. So it works. <gasps> 
it is an immaculate projection of Babbitt's skills. But he judged the zombie with the neck strong enough to do it. Yes. <laughs> All right. So now he gets to. So that's uh, the bare hands attack. Or is that a melee attack using a zombie against the other zombie? <laughs> That's a very good question. Oh, man. You, you, spe yeah, you specified the tie. Yeah. Which yeah. means technically the one you were bouncing around on, you were also using a weapon on. Yeah. So I think that's so melee. Yeah. Okay. So that's melee plus level plus 1d10. Um, okay. Uh, 12. <laughs> that's, that's enough to kill four, so. Yeah. <laughs> In this miraculous move and beautiful judgment, you grab, you, like, project yourself slingshot style, grab onto this zombie's tie, and just fling him around to the other ones and just knock all of them down. Kel's separating just... quite a few torsos in the process. Kel just sighs. Put away his, puts away his gun. You know, you gotta, like, give me a chance to get in there. Jesus. <laughs> Oof. We've got zombies rising out of the ground now? Yeah, we got zombies rising out of the ground now. Yeesh. So... Not, so so should we see if anything happened with the statue covered in blood? Well, that seems not. like a good assumption. I think it's the tackiest thing I've ever seen. Should be like as a you guys, Roger Corman movie or something. As you guys walk back inside, there is a person who is dressed very normally, marveling at the statue. A blonde-haired girl. Oh, that's probably a good sign. Creepy children are never a good sign. Said it was a girl. Mm -hmm. How old does she appear to be? She appears to be about a teenager. But as you get closer, she looks at least 20. Um, her face is less round, very angular. And she is walking around the statue. So how you marveling doing? at it. Hey, this is a weird time to be appreciating just, art. You just, doing okay? Just a question for the GM. What time is it right now in the game? Oh, it's like, like midnight. Middle. Okay. Uh, so, uh, don't you have a curfew? Marvelous, isn't it? Nah, it's kind of tacky. I mean, beautiful. this is That's like what guy. someone thought was ominous, like... Oh, creepy. Like, late 70s, like, 1977 New Jersey. Like, and I don't mean, like, the classy part of New Jersey. I mean, like, that part of Jersey that you don't ever go to. And I know I'm from there. Hmm. Fun. Is, this is, like, what your Aunt Gertrude put in the front lawn and like forgot about and then like something grew over like this is just uncreative and tacky i just look her dead in the eye everyone has opinions just like assholes 
Yeah, and I feel like I haven't slept in three weeks, so, you know, I don't care. Can I redo that? I said that wrong. I just realized I said it wrong. No, oh, you have to live with it. No, it's so terrible. I was like, wait, I just said that wrong. I've been sick. Leave me alone. I'm trying. We can pretend she said it right. Okay, listeners at home, just pretend she said it correctly. And that Night it was really I ominous. This for the blooper reel? Come on. Sudafed. Blooper reel. I'm so sorry. Listeners, just pretend she said it right. It's Let fine. Let me try again. No, it's going to bother I me. I understood what you were getting at. I'm so bad. I'm so dumb. I was like, that was stupid. Oh, I'm so sick. This character's supposed to be cool. I don't have the level of swag All of this is going in. I don't care. I'm not editing around this. Damn it, Trey. I'm so mad. She's supposed to be cool. It's fine. We believe you. <laughs> if you want to say the line again, fine, but it's going in. You're so mean to me. <laughs> oh, you know what? The show will go on. I'll go on. I'm sick. I got my teeth. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I don't care. I'm going to go. I'm going to live with that. <clears throat> when I'm like famous, in like 20 years, we're going to remember this moment. And then you're going to watch me be a real badass. All right, let's go. She looks at you. Your haircut's stupid. Your haircut's stupid. Wait, Wait go down to Costcutters? Your haircut is very stupid, Bill. I'm sorry. It is. You shut up, dude. Nobody thinks my haircut's stupid, right? No, that's pretty cool. Yeah. It's all right. all right. I like it. Okay. You're like a hot stripe from Gremlins. That's what I was going for. That's Yeah, no, it works for you. you go. Yeah. It's really all good. Right. Look, the point is, creepy lady, we are united in our willingness to stop you from whatever it is that you're doing. We don't even know what she's doing, really. She just looks like she wandered off. And she'll probably go home. Home. Hmm. Yeah, I guess I should. Uh, you know, we just had a, you know, we, we really just had a talk about, you know, the people from other dimensions going home. We probably shouldn't encourage... What is, I'm assuming, dimensional threat? Can I detect spooky? Yes. Crap! Don't encourage her going home! It is the worst feeling. You feel very heavy around her. Like something is very off. Uh, don't tell her to go anywhere other than to hell. She is walking away. You know, we could very get you a cool. room at the local Marriott, call your parents. Wait. Where is home for you? Boston, Massachusetts. Oh, that explains everything. Of course <laughs> someone from Boston would think this looks cool. It doesn't change the fact that this is the grossest feeling I've had in a very long time. Oh, boy. Oh. 
So, uh, okay. how about you I'll go hop right. in your car, put your Dropkick Murphy CD on, and hit the road? That's what people from Boston listen to, right? That's It's in the opening credits of any movie set in Boston. It's the Dropkick Murphy CD. That's, that's... Oh, my God. Um, everyone roll a D10. Five. Two. Ten. Bill is the only person that notices the magic swirling around her. Everyone else just uh, didn't notice that she instantly disappeared, but Bill saw the entire thing. Oh my god. She just magicked away. You guys. No, I all saw that. Well, I mean, I see that she's not there anymore. It, it, it was magic. She just magicked out of here. I, I, I don't know. Let's see if I can trace it, maybe. Eh. All right, let's see. Is that a sweet move? Let me have to bring up the magic user thing. What's what 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 is like, he doing? How do you trace? It? He's trying to trace it. Uh, detect spooky. So, um, detect spooky. What it's a it's a it's a give me five minutes ability. Yeah. Um, but it's an arc mage can instinctively detect supernatural, magical, divine, and other spookiness. That's all it says. So, it means in theory, if she's nearby, he should like if she just went invisible, he should still see know where she is. He won't obviously see her if she's invisible, but like. He would know where she is if she okay. teleported away if she's no longer in the immediate vicinity he oh. wouldn't know where he where she went but if she's just like like a teleportation right like like he'd, he'd, he'd be able to tell where she teleported from but he wouldn't necessarily know where she teleported to but if she just went invisible and ran away on feet he'd be able to track her okay then he can definitely track her because it was just she got uh, 10 on hide, so she's just like, I'm going to hide. Excuse me. Yeah, if she's got magic swirling around her and she just hid, he pretty much can pinpoint wherever she is. Oh, yeah. All right. She's going this way. She's actually in the gardens now. So you guys all follow Bill towards the gardens as he directs you. Wait, so she just did a hide roll? Yeah. That was, uh, and, unless I'm wrong about how no, high okay, it works. Okay, so why was so so Bill? What did Bill roll? He rolled a ten too. Right. If he so did she roll a ten or did she roll? Yeah. Oh, she rolled a ten. Yeah. Then yeah. you can't see her. Okay. No, it's because yeah, you have to uh, a ten's a perfect hide. So yeah, no one can mm -hmm. see no matter what. So yeah, but he can still detect spooky her yeah. because she's got magic swirling around her. So yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Sorry, I was just clarifying. No, that's fine. All right, so if, if Bill's following her, we're following Bill. Yee. As she's in the gardens, she looks at all of you. She's just, you know, appeared again. She isn't really trying to hide this time. Instead, she just raises a hand. Oh, no. This never ends well. Roll initiative. Good thing I have all my spells still. It's on like Donkey Kong.
My name is Trey Dorn, and I played Kel. Raz Stormwood was played by Gen Proc, Babbitt by Kyle Johnson, and Bill by Nick Izumi. This storyline has a guest GM, Brittany Smith. Stormwood and Associates is a production of Nerd and Tie. You can find more information at nerdandtie.com slash stormwood. You can also find us on social media at Nerd and Tie on Twitter, nerdandtie.tumblr.com, and facebook.com slash nerdandtie. This podcast can be subscribed to on anywhere that major podcasts are found, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, and uh, quite a few other places, and anywhere that takes an RSS feed as well. To be continued.